Yo, what is going on, beautiful people? Appreciate y'all tuning in to our podcast. Y'all know me, Edward Emax Stacks, sports reporter, sports journalist. Uh, I got my brothers with me. We're getting this podcast started. Uh, what better time than, than now to do it with all this getting ready to go on? Um, so the name of our podcast is We Need a Name. And no, that's not a joke. We really do need a name for our podcast. <laughs> so, hey, it's all good. We're going to live forever. Sometimes you just got to start and you figure stuff out like that down the road. But we're going to be kicking crazy, crazy conversation, culture, sports, hip-hop, music, whatever you can think of. We're going to have, we got some great minds on this podcast, some guys I really look up to and admire of. Uh, the, at the later end of the podcast, we really gonna get into some football, and our football expert, football coach, he's gonna come in. So y'all get a chance to introduce him, and we are gonna rip him apart for him thinking O'Brien is a good uh, head coach. But we'll get to that when we get to that. So kicking it off to my brother Isaac, uh, introduce yourself to the people, man. Hey yo yo, yo what's up, man? Well, Isaac, man, uh, you know, just out here representing, you know, the coach and our people, man. You know. I'm here with my brothers, been knowing them for a lifelong. And, uh, you know, we still got, you know, a million more to go, man. Just, you know, trying to bring y'all good content, interesting, palatable, relatable, you know, and that's how we going to do it, you know. I let the people, uh, Darnell. What's up? It's uh, your boy, Black Peace, you know, uh, up and coming um, social media, you know, guy. Um, here to give you that open-minded view on a little bit of everything, man. You know, just you never know with me. I got you. It's my turn, right? Yeah. What it do, good people? It's your boy Live, <laughs> aka Sedacious, aka the Golden Child, aka all the above, the trippiest of them all. Um, you know me. I'm all about the positivity, the humility, the humbleness, the love, all that good stuff, man. And we just come to spread love and and knowledge. Take it away, Emac. Hey, right on. So, like, before the podcast, like, my boy Isaac had me a little appreh- apprehensive, like, to go on the podcast with, like, with the quarantine. Because so I was like, we got to keep it real with the conversation. So, I'm going to keep it real with the hair, man. It is what hey. it is. I'm going to get a cut soon. But it is what it is, man. Hey, yo, so let's get into these playoffs, man. Uh, right now, as we're talking, uh, it's overtime of the Heat versus the Celtics Eastern Conference uh, Championship. So, I mean, like, let's get into the shits. First off, like, who do y'all – how many games and who do you see winning that series to start off? Isaac. Man, I think it's going – it's going to go seven, man. I feel like um, it's going to be a well-rounded series. It's going to be a great matchup on both sides because Miami has a lot of perimeter shooting. Uh, they're going to be able to match a lot of what the Celtics, you know, kind of want to do as well, you know, with um, some premier wing players and Tatum and Brown and uh, Kimba. So I just feel like, you know, with the young core of what, you know, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, you know, led by the dog himself, you know, my boy from the age, you know, Jimmy, you know, the bucket getter, you know. Um, I just feel like it'll be a tough matchup, man. So I, I really don't, I really don't have a pick them either way. I see it going seven. I really can see it teetering either way, just depending on how that game is played that day and, and who seemingly will want it more. I see it going seven. Okay. Most. What you yeah. what you got, Darnell? What you got on the series? I got a good old-fashioned seven-game East Coast rough series, man. I like this series. I didn't quite see it, to be honest. I thought the Bucks were going to, you know, snap the heat. 
but uh, that didn't happen. But I definitely think this is going to be entertaining, but a very, very uh, sports-orientated series. So I got seven, and I'm going to swing it. Honestly, this is on a coin toss. I'm honestly say I'm honestly say the one that knocked off the number one seed. I'm gonna go and say the Miami. The Miami. I like Boston, but Miami Heat just seemed like the team that is there and ready. Well, I, I agree you. with Izzo. I think it's kind of hard to call, especially within this first game going to overtime already. Um, Tyler Hero just hit a magnificent shot, and Marcus Smart been working all night, and Tyler Hero can come and just erase all of that. So it's really gonna be hard to call. I see it going seven as well. Seven. I see it going seven as well. <laughs> and but yeah, I can't I can't call it, man. Because both teams, they look evenly matched. Even on paper, of course, Boston has the advantage, but they look evenly matched on the field. You know what, man? I'm gonna stick my neck out there, man. I got the heat in seven. I, I gotta I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand on that. I'm gonna stand on that wholeheartedly. And the reason being yeah. I want I want hundred dollars yeah. on the heat beat, beating the Bucks. And I tell people this all the time, man. In the playoffs, when the game slows down, if you don't have that one perimeter player, premier perimeter player who will just be willing to take the game into his own hands and be able to create for himself, you will not go far. Though the Celtics have two of those, I just feel like Jimmy Butler, along with the veteran leadership, Andre Iguodala, and then, like I said, a young shooting core of Nunn, Robinson, and Hero, I, I just think it'll be too much. But you know, for Miami to overcome. Just like you said. Me, for the just like you said. Just like you said, that young core, that's that's the scary part. It can work both ways. It's like it's all about if they're gonna continue that consistent confidence. They got it right now. It's all about can they ride all the way through. You know, because I see it, but it's like the young shooters, they can just have those demotions and just miss and miss and just get on themselves. So in the last two series they had, they swept. They had a lot of confidence. They were outmatched. They outmatched their opponents. Like, they had the first team in the series where it's like, like oh, no, you ain't going to run over us. We're going to give you out every single game. So, you know, experience at this point is kind of like the only thing against them, but yet they got almost enough. To, to not, they have just enough experience to be able to wing it, but not be for sure. Off the top of my head, I'm going to go ahead and say the Celtics in six only because, I mean, if it goes seven, that's fine. But the reason I say the Celtics in six is because I feel like one of the key determining factors in the Miami Heat being able to overtake the Milwaukee Bucks is that we knew the Bucks' staple in their offense was Giannis' effectiveness. We knew if we put a wall up, because we did it last year in the playoffs, we've seen teams do it last year, if we put a wall up, we can stop Giannis i.e. we can stop the books overall. In this particular exactly. case, going against the uh, Boston Celtics, I don't know what type of scheme you try to creatively put together to say we're going to stop the Boston Celtics because, like, I mean, Kimba ain't no scrub. Jason Tatum ain't no scrub. I think he come – I don't feel like he's over that – like that, that, that really super-duper elite level yet just in terms of just, like, Yo, we know he a dog. We know he a dog, but like as the moments rise, it's like, are you really a dog? And that is like the stage gets bigger. So I'm gonna just say the Celtics off the strength that like I feel like, like you said, Isaac, like which I love about the playoffs compared to the regular season. Like, and I always argue with Darnell about this. Like, bro, it's something about when that game slow down and it's a one possession game with six minutes left. Like, some of that is like 
teamwork influence, but at the heart of it, it's like, yo, do you got that superstar or do you just have that prolific offensive player that can get you a bucket? You understand what I'm saying? And like, Jimmy has been, Jimmy is a, he's just a hooper. I wouldn't call him a superstar. I would just say like balls out. He's just a hooper. You understand what I'm saying? So like he's, he's been playing great. Um, but at the same time, Jimmy could, you know, Jimmy could fall off the face of the earth on all the time. Huh? The man's a pre-med all-star. Nice. all-star? Okay. I mean, to me, that's not a superstar, though. I mean... He's he not. He's not correct. You're he, he right. He correct. You know, and but, uh, uh, if we... <laughs> you go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, nah, but to sum it up, uh, I'm going to choose the Celtics because I feel like they have more guys who can create their own shot if it's really tough. And if the defense break down... You can swing it to Jason. You can swing it to Kimball. No, Kimball can get his own shot any given day, any given Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And I don't feel like there's enough butlers to go around defensively to just say we're going to put a hold to Jason. We're going to put a hold to Kimball or, you know, another shooter, or somebody, a Brown. Like, Brown is like the X factor. We was playing 2K yesterday. Brown is the X factor. Like, they got three guys who can get their own shot. But that's my piece, uh, Celtics and Six. Cool. But I'll say he is contagious, though. Jimmy, he does have a, some contagious defense. Man, and then so the coach leadership. Can we pick after game one, or y'all, y'all just go, y'all go try to just? I mean, I don't. I mean, right I don't. Whatever your pick is, whatever the result of your pick is, won't matter off game one. If you, you say it's so, you look at that, what's happening right now, and you be like, I don't know. Because I, I would hate, you, I would hate for you to be making this pick. Not looking at what I'm looking at is what I'm saying. I'm not looking at it. I'm going off just what I've seen, what I feel, what I've seen from both teams. I, I, I can dig it. I can yeah, dig it. I mean. Hey, and, and to piggyback off what he was saying, you know, as far as with the Celtics, you know, just having three, um, you know, perimeter players that are able to get their own shot off. Um, I wouldn't sleep on this young man that they call Tyler Hero, man. Uh, Hero is a monster. That boy got a lot of, he got a lot of Devin Booker in his book. He, he got a lot of that in his book. A lot of that. A lot of that. A lot of it. Big I stage, I'm brothers, not going to call him Devin stage, Booker, brothers. but he's Devin Booker has. He loves the big lights, man. And then when you, you, you put that with Jimmy Speed Butler, lights. he could be anybody, even any given night. And that's the beautiful part about Miami, I feel like. Hero could go off for 28 one night. Then people, a lot of people sleep on the, the European dragon, Goran Dragic. Mm-hmm. He could give you 25 oh, yeah. one night. Not, let alone Jimmy Facts. Butler. You know how he bust the bucks over the head for 40, the 40 ball the first, you know, yeah. game out of the series. Yeah. Like, they, they got a few players that are well capable of, you know, any given night they can put the game in their back pocket and, you know, go ahead and drive the team. So I, I mean, hey, it's gonna be a series, most definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting. So, uh, like I say, uh, as we're talking, uh, I don't know if the game is over or if it's still overtime between Miami versus uh, Boston. But game seven, these Nuggets versus these Clippers. <laughs> what y'all boys talking about, man? What y'all? What, what y'all? Hey, man. What, what, what y'all? Who wins game seven? And we're talking about this live, so we're going to get to see immediately who was right or who was wrong. Like, how do y'all feel? Well, I'm going to start with Darnell because I know, like, he's been ratting and raving all last season about the Nuggets. And now this year when we talk about him, he'd be like, hey, I don't know. How you feel about him game seven against these Clips, man? 
bro. They doing something in history that I think probably has never ever been happened, which is come back two straight three one downs. Nobody's taken. Nobody's ever done that before. As far as I can recollect, but um, they they're showing me that that absence that was making me not root for them, which is trusting each other, which is people stepping up and being leaders, the big dog being the big dog when it counts, understanding like this is playoffs, this is go hard or go home, and just understand the aspects of playoffs. And I mean, they're making me a big fan. Again, I've always been a fan of them, always kept them in my pocket. But at the same time, though, it's always just been like, well, since last year and this upcoming year, they're kind of just chilling. I'm just like, y'all doing y'all thing, y'all what? second, third seed, but at the same time, though, it's, y'all just chilling. Y'all ain't made no big impact. But, you know, I, I even came into the series very skeptical, like, you know what, I don't know, man, the Clips may lock him up. You know, Murray, he had a good matchup and just kind of, like, showed out. But, you know, I mean, they're really stepping up, man. I mean, when when the when the going gets tough, that's when, it, that's when it matters at the end of the day, and that's exactly what they're doing. And the Clippers are not closing. They are not closing. If they make it, mm. Question two, question to all of y'all. So I'm rooting for the Clippers to win simply because I believe the Lakers are going to walk through the Nuggets if the Clippers don't win game seven. Of course. However, however, now one would argue it's fair, it's arguable and fair, completely fair to say if Denver beats the Clippers and they won a game seven against Utah. They won a game seven against the Clippers, who was arguably the like Western Conference favorite. I still feel like if they were to win tonight against the Clippers, there still wouldn't be no respect on their name, and people would probably still pick them to get swept. How do y'all feel about the Nuggets going up against the Lakers if the Nuggets were to happen to win game seven? Well, what you said, everybody else is saying, they're going to get swept. Or it's going to be a gentleman sweep. Like it was what? in Portland and Houston. And the I, I would I would piggyback off that of what Sedacia said. And the only reason being so is that because um if you if you're realizing what's the, the problem in the Clippers and the Nuggets series, if people haven't been watching it, I just wanna let you know the Clippers ain't got no damn body to hold Jokic. They didn't Yo. put <laughs> Paul George on them, that didn't work. Montrez Hale, he is a little boy compared to Yoga. That shit ain't working. So they just don't have an answer for him. And the only and the only thing that I feel like can combat that is you have a dominant post player yourself who i.e. can, you know, draw other bigs out to the perimeter, you know, get their mid range off as A D can do. A D is a dominant post presence, but also, you know, he's a mobile artillery union. He can give you mid range. He can give you, you know, the through ball if you need. He's just, you know. He's, he's as packaged. So that's the only thing I feel like. And then the Nuggets don't have an answer for LeBron James. They don't have anybody on their team that can match him. Now, it, it's a, you know, with that being box. said, no. you're going to live with LeBron being LeBron. And they're going to do every little scheme they can. They're not going to worry about LeBron James. I felt they made it to that point. At the end of the day, Jokic has played a – Oh, now, he is older, and he's not as good as Anthony Davis, don't get me wrong, but he has played a LaMarcus Aldridge and got the business and had a battle with LaMarcus Aldridge oh, like what? a year ago in the playoffs. He's no comparison. But at the same time, with the same man. skill set. I think Jokic and AD around the same age. Hey, Jokic I would love to see Jokic against AD. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying yeah, I mean, it would be an outmatched battle. Like, like, it would come off to be. 
but he would definitely be putting up some numbers. He ain't going to be like a – he would have his games. You know, Yoga's going to have his games. He's not going to be a, a sweep. I honestly going – even going in with the whole seven coming back from uh, – from three one, I still would give this the uh, the Nuggets four two Lakers in the series. To be honest, this is being honest with myself. Why? Why two games? So I give them two games because one, I give the that first game like they've been doing every series, and then that's realistic. Don't 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 be like that. That is a number three seed. You have to give them respect. Come on, come on. Come on. The Rockets were outmatched. They were outsized. And the uh, Portland had at least one or two other games when they lost that were actually, like, challenging games. So one like they just put them away instantly, like, every single game. So it, it is flaws in their in their game. This is the only complete team they've actually went up against, technically. Small ball, I don't – I count the Rockets out from the get-go. Blazers, not enough pieces. This is the only full team they're going to go against in that conference. I have one question. Who in the hell gonna hold AD? Nobody, nobody on the Nuggets can hold Anthony Davis. That is a well known. Who's gonna hold LeBron? And, AD's I, gonna they, hold AD. Oh. And I'm gonna leave it at that. AD is gonna AD, hold AD. You gonna make, man, boy, you gonna make these people take your basketball court talking about some AD gonna hold AD. AD gonna mess around and give you 30 AD, for the series. Oh. And y'all has to be out in game five going back out the bubble. Just like just be happening. <laughs> yeah, just like he's been doing, right? He's been doing that, right? Every single LeBron game that's been good. going on. He's not been a factor while he lose LeBron, games, right? LeBron is good for dropping game one, but LeBron is a computer. He is studying you. And every time that he, if you notice LeBron James in game ones, he probably got a losing record in his game one. Like he he like notoriously loses game one. And I know, and that's why I gave him game one, right? Exactly. That's so Nuggets might very well so win game one, but I'd be hard pressed they win another game after that. Hard pressed to believe they win another one after that. Wow. Even though the Blazers, even though the Blazers have took them to like two games outside please of that series, do, you know they do not put the Blazers in games. the same. The Blazers aren't in the same category as the Lakers doing that. Man, you call that. They, they just they aren't, bro. They, that's two different. It's two I know different that, days. but they still took them to battles. They still took them to battles. That's what I'm saying. They still gave them competition. They still gave them not necessarily run for their money, but it wasn't just a stone. Like they're still like not. Like I said, they haven't, what what team have they actually went up against as a full blown team? I, I say this, E. I think a bigger question may be the Clippers may not that's the be thing. who we <laughs> thought they were. That's because fair. I every, is, everybody and their mama done told me Kawhi Leonard is a top three player in his league. He's better than LeBron James. LeBron is falling off. Kawhi is on the upkeep. He's on the uprise. He's the new best thing since sliced bread. And, brother, I tell you this, because you know how I feel. Pucci, you, you know how I feel about Paul George, bro. Paul yeah. George, if you – if you need him, please don't call Paul George because he ain't coming to rescue. <laughs> he's, he's gonna not, miss that phone not. call. He's, he's gonna, gonna miss, miss that phone, phone call every call. time. Most times or not, he he's hey. not picking up that phone. Sorry, sorry, hey, Mr. Uh, um, I don't. I I seen it on I seen it on Twitter. Um, I know I'm the reporter, so I'll probably share my facts right, but we'll get down the road on that later. <laughs> uh, but nah, I seen this on Twitter. Uh, I think it was true, but if it is true. Doc Rivers uh, has a bad uh, record when being up 3-1. 
I want to say he lost a three one yeah, right in the playoffs when he was uh with the uh with the Magic. Uh, I want to say it was another team or one of the, maybe it was the Celtics. I think it was. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. So I mean, I think maybe Isaac. Not only, not, not only not only could the question be is Kawhi or the Clippers not who they thought they who we thought they were like. It's Doc Rivers, I mean, like, not in, you know, I won't say not in that top tier of coaching, but, like, is Doc Rivers to blame, possibly? Like, is that a fact? Hey, man, we we, we definitely calling it into question. It's definitely on the table for discussion because the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, in closeout games where he could win and literally go, you know, go on to the next series, he has a losing record. It's subpar. At best, it's subpar. So we can definitely. Yeah, I haven't respected him since he left. Boston, because I feel like every team that he's been, I guess, accredited for has had some superstars because he had the Celtics team in 08, and then he had Lob City, and whenever he had Chris Paul and them boys. Up 13. Like, and, he badly, up 13. and he badly underachieved. And he badly oh, underachieved. Uh, uh, this just came to my mind. Uh, game seven, up, what, 13 late in the fourth against – well, I don't want to say late, but top of the fourth against the Lakers, 2010. Yeah. They come back and beat them. I mean, <laughs> like to Isaac point when and in the biggest game seven of all, um, probably probably and winning the championship, you know, yeah, he, a, you know, he dropped the ball on that. Uh, but now, this is not a let's talking about let's coaches. Ju- talk, talking about yeah. coaches since we're talking about Doc. Uh, we all from Ace Town, born and raised. Dan Tony is no longer with the Rockets. How do boys feel about that one? Free at last. Thank God Almighty. I'm free at last. <laughs> Get his ass up out of here, man. We ain't need him. We did not need him. We didn't need him. Oh, all my nine H Town. Y'all my all nine H Town, nine Texas uh, viewers. Let's try to do right there. <laughs> Nice Isaac, Isaac, I know, I know Sedacious, he's a Laker fan. He could care less about the uh, – the, uh, Well, you know, he used to be a Laker coach. He used to be a Laker coach. So, it's like, if the Lakers break up with the coach. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Isaac, did you have hope or did you never believe in the Rockets system going into this season or when we came into the playoffs? Um – it, it really all started for me. Um, I It was a time where I had high respect for Mike D'Antoni. I remember the day like it was yesterday. Uh, I was in college. Yesterday I was in my house, man, with a, couple, with a couple of my homies watching the game. And this is around the time, 2018 playoffs, when we had Chris Paul. Everybody know what I'm about to go Sounds through. about right. Sounds you about know, right. We up in the series on, on Golden State. And and my boy Chris go to grab him for that hammy. Get hurt. That's how she wrote after that. And when I tell you, I quite literally cried. I could have cried real tears that night. I ain't called my gal that night. I ain't talked to <laughs> nobody after that game, bro. Because and the reason dog. being, though, is because I knew in my head that would have been that was like our real opportunity that we had that year to literally to win, win it all because that was a compromised Cleveland team that was coming out of the East. LeBron didn't really have help like that. And the Rockets, we had just came off having the best record in the league. We were riding a high of all highs. Was giving it to go to James was too. performing at an all-time level. And Chris was really playing at an all-time level, especially against Steph. 
He really, you know, took the matchup head on and was giving Steph tap for tap whatever he wanted. And for us not to kind of pull through just based off of his injury, we just never were the same like that. I feel like a lot of teams get demoralized, you know, when they go through catastrophic losses like that. And I, I definitely say that was one of the more catastrophic losses within our franchise, you know, kind of losing that series the way we did, you know, the record number of threes being missed. Um, so to answer your question, E, man, I had hope. But after that, man, um, I, I just never I just never regained that, that, that high of, you know, expectation that, you know, we actually could, you know, win a, a NBA finals, man. It just – the team never was quite good enough to really get us over the hump because really we only lost to Golden State. That's the only team that really knocked us out throughout the yeah. year of, you know, we've been on. So, Juggernaut. you know, man, Mike, the, the system the system is great in the regular season, man, but just to put a ribbon on that, man, he don't make no damn adjustments in the playoffs, man. And and, and we fall every time because of that. We fall every time Darnell. because of that single notion. Darnell, so uh, obviously we know how you feel about, like, the Rockets and, like, D'Antoni and that system. So we're talking about putting these superstar players and coaches uh, in question. How do you feel? About, well, well, no, you told me you didn't like this move when it happened. So tell the people why you didn't like this move when it happened with us or with the Rockets acquiring Westbrook. You choose to get athletic basketball. Oh, my God. When I say the most athletic next to LeBron and a couple other players, I mean one of the most athletic basketball players in the NBA over a brain. You don't choose LeBron over brain at any point in your life, ever. You don't do that. There's small cases when you do, I guess, but it's very small percentage. You do not do that. Chris Paul is something you cannot – Chris Paul is one of the things where you literally have to let him be him. You cannot tell him how to play basketball. He's already a high-level competitor. And at the end of the day, what I feel what happened was – they felt like I need to coach more. I felt like Dan Tony took that loss very hard when they lost this game seven because they felt like it was his it was his time to coach and he let him down. So I felt like that next year he started just poking his nose too much to where just the chemistry was thrown. Because how do you do that? They're almost the exact same team and you cannot compete as well. Like I've seen the series, both of those series back to back with a healthy Chris Paul and things were just out of whack. Like how? How? Y'all been playing to the floor. It's the same players. Now, y'all didn't figure out. Nothing's been figured out. Everything's been figured out that needs to be figured out. So, with all that being said, it's one of the things where it's like, Dan told it, it, that like, like, to piggyback what right off of, I just said, that blow was a blow, and it hit him hard. And as a coach, he should have took it personally. We should have done what um, Phil Jackson did when they lost. It's like, dude, we, we got it. We just got to tink this, tink that. No, we ain't got to destroy the whole, whole game plan. We ain't got to, like, I ain't got to try to tell my players, no. All we have to do is just touch this, touch that, and we're good. And instead, he destroyed the whole game plan. Once he did that, I can see it in Chris Paul's face. He tried his best, but it was in a game plan he did not want to do. Mm-hmm. Then they say, you know what? You don't want to play no more. You're washed up. This we got a young buck who's having a triple double. Let's see what he can do. Once that happened, I just knew, like, you know what? He's not a winner. He's an athletic. He's a scorer. He's, he's a gift. He's not a winner. When has he ever won by himself? Never. You had to get Chris Paul and Carmelo to even get a chance. He's not a solo winner. He's not. He's not that guy. He's a great athlete. Maybe like somewhere in somebody's system for some reason. But just until he understands basketball better, have a stronger IQ. No, he's he, 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 his his IQ yeah, is. I feel like that, 
feel like that point is proven with like you can't do that taking the Rockets as far as they took them. I feel like that point is proven. Like seven games, it was just Chris. It was literally just Chris Paul against the Rockets. Uh, my my take. Two. You good? Do you finish? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, this is my thing with the Rockets. All right, and I'm gonna say this, and then we're gonna uh, transition over to the uh, NFL. Um, my take with the Rockets, and yeah, like, yeah. I don't know why this didn't dawn on me, but you know, like, a lot of times I'm just multitasking, watching the game, highlights, editing, whatever. But like, when you just like. Like Isaac said, that that system, you know, it works uh, regular season, back-to-back. Teams ain't trying to run up and down the court. Teams tied, whatever. When you watch them play, and I think what they're trying to do, I wouldn't even say trying to do because D'Antoni's system to a degree was implemented before with the Suns, um, before we seen what Golden State did. And when you look at them play now, a lot of times, I mean, as we know, it's ISO or pick and roll with James Harden. And, like, there's no off-the-ball movement, Nathan, you know whatsoever. Like, Harden, you take your screen, and we're going to – if you drive or draw your foul, I mean, yo, we just – if we get a rebound, we're going to try to tip it out, and we'll get it through that way. Or Harden, you drive, get an and one, or you kick it to Tucker in the corner. And it's just like when you watch that type of basketball – and even Kobe said it, which probably should have had the uh, – uh, audio drawn up when he was just like, oh, Harden getting those numbers are beautiful, but I mean, I don't think that's championship winning basketball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, on top of that, I feel like they're trying to be the Golden State Warriors, but you can't be the Golden State Warriors because like those threes that the Golden State Warriors get come beautifully and eloquently within the offense. If you pay attention to how uh, Stephen Curry moved without the ball, if you pay attention to how Clay move without the ball, like they getting them threes with an offensive set. You know what I'm saying? Of course, their hard work, their preparation to where like, yo, this is our offensive scheme. This is where you're going to get your threes. Yeah, at points and times the game may break down and curry, you get to do your thing and you know, you know, go ISO on them. But like when you look at how the Rockets play and how stagnant the offense is, it's just like, bro, you niggas is not going to win like that. And you can't win. And you can't to win defend, to defend. Oh, well, to, to defend to defend Daryl Morey a little bit, he he gotta he gotta give some grace on this perspective. He knows he doesn't have a Stephen Curry and a Clay Thompson on his team because if people don't know this out there, Stephen Curry is the best shooter of the basketball to ever walk God's <laughs> earth. And Clay Thompson, I believe it's safe to say that he is the second best. Yeah, they just so happened God put them on the same team, and that, that's how that works. You know what I'm saying? So we all know that, that that can't be duplicated. Can't be duplicated, right? Even though you know James isn't a great shooter, he's a great scorer. I.e., like Russell Westbrook, uh, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook isn't a great shooter by any stretch. I wouldn't even call him a good shooter, but he's a great athlete, and he could put the ball in the hole. Exactly. Right? So what they're trying to do with the Houston system. All Daryl Morey wants to do is maximize his opportunities to hit threes because the analytics would say the more of these than we take and hit than you, we're going to win. More times than not, that, that's what the numbers say. We're going to win. We're going to win more games than a lot of people in the league. To that, Isaac. So, I mean, to we're that, just betting on that. So. To that, Isaac, sometimes numbers lie. And <laughs> simply, 
game well, get the game five of the road where the Rockets lost, taking threes will win you the game, but you gotta hit them hoes. Lakers go franchise playoff record, 19 threes in game five to the uh, to the Rockets, 13 threes. The Rockets took more threes than the Lakers. The Rockets took 49 threes, only hit 13. Lakers took 37 oh, and only hit 19 threes. So I don't, I, and I said this to you, you darn there, like, I don't like them living and dying by the three because when you really need to live by the three, you die by it. And sometimes dying by the three means you're not making shots. You're not making your threes. But they died double with two shots to the head by the three because they didn't make their threes. And, the and Lakers, they're not taking enough shots. And they're not getting the another shot. And the Lakers made more threes than them. So, like, they damned if they do and they damned if they don't with shooting a three ball. Um, but that was Guess what? No rebounds. <laughs> no rebound. No chance for second opportunities. Uh Small ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, until small ball, like I just said, just to add to the stats to prove it since Daryl Morey likes stats. Why the hell do we even pick up Tyson Taylor in the offseason if we had all intentions of playing small ball? Bruh. It's like, Bruh. you got to – the game is about adjustments. Can we not adjust and put a fucking seven-footer in the game and compete on the board? Yo, like, wow. can we not do that? Yo, the, wow. the Lakers – Can we Lakers, not do that? Because I know we overpaid for – <laughs> about to, I know we overpaid for, for Clint Capella, and we want to have more, you know, more 3 and D guys on the wing. But, damn, man, we do got Tyson on our team. And at a point, we had Hardenstein that we weren't playing. And it's like, man, come on, Tony, get up out of here, bro. If that's the best <laughs> you can you. come up with. Hey. And then ISO and then high pick and roll with James. At the, nah, come on, bro. I, I, people deserve better than that. We don't win. To that Hey, to the point of small ball, the Lakers out rebound the Rockets 50 rebounds to 31 in game five. So, um, those are some stats for you, Dale Moore. Small ball, not it. Small ball, not it, my G. But, uh, yo, that was the uh, NBA. Face busted open for small ball. Say that again. The Robert Covington got his face broken open because of small ball. That's true. That's true. Yo, uh, but that was the uh, NBA segment, man. We just to cross over to the uh, NFL section. Introduce y'all to our brother Christian, who um, he's uh, he's a, he's a brilliant mind. I tell you, a brilliant mind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we about to bring Christian in and get into some NFL, man. Appreciate y'all still tuning in, listening to our podcast that still gets to have a name. But yo, if you love us, you fuck with us. Help us come up with a name, man. We we'll greatly appreciate it. And y'all can be those, you know, y'all can be that audience of that group. Like, yo, man, we've been fucking with y'all boys back when y'all didn't even have a name, man. So, uh, yeah, let's get to the NFL. Uh-huh. Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? Y'all are now tuned in to our motherfucking goddamn NFL segment. <laughs> like I said, we got the coach on this mug, that boy Christian Johnson, man. Coach what's Johnson. up, what's up, what's up? Coach Christian, what's man. But nah, man, to uh, big my brother up real quick before we try to tell him point. I mean, he's smart. Yeah, why? The re- he's smart because he's a brilliant uh, football mind, even though he doesn't like to claim that, but he's very intelligent football-wise. But the reason I call him uh, is some of his takes like asinine is because, like, I'm a fan at heart. And so, like, the shit he be saying don't make sense to me as a fan, but he don't be caring because he's, like, DM coach mindset. But, yo, man. Christian, man, introduce yourself to the people, dog, and give us the start off with the NFL, man. What games stood out to you opening week of the NFL? Yeah. What's up, everybody? Uh, it's Christian, uh, Coach Johnson uh, here, just trying to 
you know, uh, help people watch watch the game of football a little bit better than what they've been doing. Uh, you know, don't get caught up in what the announcers are saying. Sometimes they talking BS. Uh, don't get caught up in what the talking heads are saying. Sometimes they talking BS. Want you to be able to see the game for what it truly is and uh, to be a little more intelligent when you're talking trash at the barbershop with your boys or uh, in the church parking lot. So, you know, uh, you got to gotta go in there. So, uh, hey, so for the game of the week, the game that I chose, uh, just because just there's, there's a lot uh, in this game and uh, there's a lot of talk about what's coming out of this game. And actually, we were having a discussion about one of the quarterbacks in this game yesterday. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns. Now, this is probably the most lopsided game of, of, of the, the entire week, right? Uh, uh, I think this was the biggest blowout um, uh, of all the games. But uh, number one, we were talking yesterday and, and trying to figure out if uh, Lamar Jackson was better than Deshaun Watson. I was wrong in my take, what I said yesterday. I, I said that uh, he's probably not better than Deshaun Watson. Forget that. Lamar Jackson might be the best quarterback in the league. He is he's in he is in there. He is in there with Mahomes, Rogers. Hey Christian, thank you for joining us, bro. We're gonna kill you. Mahomes, Rogers, and Wilson. Yeah, man. Bro. God, Lee, I didn't know you was gonna come on here with our leg. Finish going, bro. Let's fit Christian finish. He had the highest QBR of all, of all, of all quarterbacks this uh, this past week. Uh, if you look at NFL Next Gen stats, uh, he was the number two quarterback in uh, in the the uh, change from from probable uh, uh, completion percentage to what he actually had. Right, so the, the number one quarterback last last week was uh, Gardner Minshew. He was sixteen percent over the completion percentage that he was supposed to have. Uh, and Lamar Jackson was 15% over the police percentage he was supposed to have. Uh, the, the, the great pass that, that Patrick Mahomes had in the Super Bowl uh, uh, this past year to, to uh, Tyreek Hill that helped them win the game, they ran that exact same play this past Sunday, and Lamar Jackson threw a dime, right? For some reason, we don't want to put him on that pedestal because he can run all that stuff, da, 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 but man, he throws dimes, out there, even, even in tough coverage, even in tough coverage. Yes, yes, he. It wasn't a similar play. I know the play you're talking about, you're talking about the Wasp play deep to Tyreek Hill that was for about 47 yards in the Super Bowl. Yes, They they weren't, but the, they weren't playing, the Browns weren't playing deep on it. They didn't have anybody back. I understand, I'm just talking about the throw. I'm just talking about the throw, though. Okay. I'm just talking about the throw. Oh yeah, the throw was the throw was the throw was. That's what I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It was on a Look, listen, it was on a we we were the the reason that the Chiefs were able to win the Super Bowl was because of that throw by Mahomes. Lamar Jackson made that same throw and it looked perfect. It was on the money. It was dime. It was dime after dime after dime he was throwing yesterday, and I was like, oh my gosh. Now, as far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned, as far as the Hold Cleveland on, Browns on, are concerned. Hold on real quick, Chris. Hold on real quick. I know our brother Isaac, uh, he got to sign off real quick. So speak your piece to Christian before you get out of here real quick, Isaac. Hey, man. Uh, I know our brother here, if y'all don't know, um, he's a proponent of uh, – I'll leave y'all with this. He believes Bill O'Brien is a is a good head coach. <laughs> and for that, I quite literally would like to burn him at the stake 
and stone him <laughs> <laughs> for saying such a wild and despicable thing. <laughs> so I, I'll leave it with this, man. Um, is he is he a slightly above average coach? Absolutely, man. How many of those have we got in the league? Like, what, 20? You know what I mean? They just but man, but but what happens is once you put on the GM hat, it compromises your integrity to coach, right? Because GMs think long term and coaches are quite literally, I'm trying to keep my damn job for next year. So the ideals and the mindsets don't match because he can quite literally be coaching for right now and you building the team for right now. You you can't bring those they, the mindsets they differ, man. You know what I mean? And he doesn't know how to take one hand off and and orchestrate the other, man. It's it's too much power. It's almost like a a monopolizing other organization. You're wearing too many hats, man. You you, you flooding, you're infiltrating, you're saturating the market, man. It's too much of you. We got to get you the fuck out and get some diversity. Damn sure too much of Bill O'Brien. Yes, I Too much of you. You got to take off one of the hats, man. But, hey, man, love y'all boys, man. I'm out of here, man, you know. Y'all keep it going, man. It's live content, man. This shit is, is only going up. It's only getting better, man. Love. Okay. All right, easy. All right, easy. Hey, I'm going to respond real quick, and I'm going to get back to the game. So uh, uh, I don't disagree with 90% of what you just said. Uh, the reason why I call them a good coach is because I don't believe there that there are that many above-average coaches in the league, right? You think that there's 20 above-average coaches. I think there are more like five. So, so I that's think, why I call I think it. slightly above average. I mean, like he is literally like he is a burger away from like man. <laughs> like, no, how many bad coaches are out there? Is the question. He's a little bit like that, but also too, he is he's a, not. A, well, I, and I said, he is we got a separate down conversion a, a away from being a bad coach, bro. <laughs> For real, he is yeah. one failed fourth I, down I conversion you. away from being a bad one. <laughs> okay. Uh, but but also too, and my take of calling him a good coach, I'm not calling him a good coach in the sense that he's a good coach and GM. He's not Bill Belichick. He's not Bill Walsh. He will never be. Uh, he's not a good GM, right? Uh, so I'm just talking about him on the field as a coach, right? They can find somebody else to be the GM. Uh, but back to uh, to the Baltimore uh, Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Baltimore is going to run through everybody this year. They might go 15-1. and one. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Um, the, uh, the Cleveland Browns, they are better than the uh, six points they put up yesterday, right? Um, they just knew that they were not as good as the Ravens. They pressed too hard from the coaches to the players. They made too many mistakes, but they were, they were mistakes of pressing, not mistakes of not having ability, right? Um, you know, the Odell Brackham drop, the misfield goals, the ridiculous fourth, uh, fourth down call uh, to try to go for it, uh, the, uh, the, the penalties in, in the red zone, um, you know, not taking advantage of certain things that, that the Ravens were giving them. Um, Baker Mayfield not, not hitting guys uh, that are open. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff was just pressing. Uh, and, you know, when, when they meet a team that's as good as the Ravens or if they meet a team like the Chiefs, or even the Steelers this year, they're probably going to lose those games because they they aren't good enough to, to overcome that. But they are not as bad as the the, the what what the. Uh, um, so uh, the the only other thing I want to say about this is I can't stand the Odell talk that's happening right now. Everyone's talking about oh he's the problem and all this. Forget that man. Even though he had a drop yesterday, 
the man still balled out. He was open on nine. Well, okay. He was open on, on seven of the uh, 10 targets he had yesterday. Baker just missed him on two of them. Uh, but uh, on three of them, he had PI penalties or a holding call, right? Those, those are as good as catches, okay? He, he extended, extended drives. Uh, one of them, uh, a PI versus uh, uh, Humphrey, that would have been a touchdown. So, uh, you know, stop the Odell talk. He's not the problem. The offense will be fine. Uh, they're going to get it going this week. They might put up 30 this week against the Bengals because they are terrible. Uh, I thought they would be better, but they are terrible this year. So uh, that was a game of the week. Uh, you know, the score looked terrible, uh, but, um, you know, uh, both teams, the Ravens are, are, are awesome. The Browns are much better than the six points that they put up yesterday. All right, Christian. So uh, <laughs> I don't know where I want to go from this. So, uh, I know we got the well. No, all right. So we pretty it's we're beating a dead horse at this point. If we were to like, obviously we're gonna talk about the Texans down the road. But uh, I want to see you and say something about the Odell situation. Go ahead, go ahead. You want to you want to say something about Odell? Oh, go go D. Real quick, Hawkins has raised the bar. That's, that's the yeah. thing. He's raised the bar. That man has caught the ball from several mediocre quarterbacks, and he's made mm -hmm. it to where that's why they get – receivers are starting to get blamed to where, oh, it don't matter who throw it to you. Just catch it. It don't matter the pressure or nothing. Just catch the damn ball. And he's raised that bar because Hopkins, no matter rain, sleep, snow, and even in some seasons where he don't drop the fucking ball, he's dominating. And that made yeah. it to where other receivers are going to get that backlash of, what are you doing? He had four different quarterbacks that were mediocre, getting hurt, getting pressure, getting knocked around. He still can't. He's still getting his catches and yards and putting up and doing keep the, doing everything he can to keep the team in the game. So I was just saying that to say, like, that's why if he is getting pressure, players are always raising that bar to make it hard on that next great player, you know, so. Yeah, I, I think I think Odell I, – I think Odell, though, has been getting uh, pressure ever since he – got into the league and became a star like he 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 you know i mean yeah i mean you know this yeah he talks yeah he's flamboyant um you know yeah he you know all this other stuff but but you know because he's because he's a star and a wide receiver and he's not one of these you know oh i'm just gonna put my head down and work and not say anything type guys you know um if those oh, guys are if those guys aren't putting up, you know, 15 catches, you know, 150 yards uh, a game type numbers, they're always going to get hate. And he gets the most just because. That's how big that mouth is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the person he is. But also, oh, too. mouth bro, is 150 yards though, a game. That mouth is 180 yards a game. Is, 10 catches a play, game. His play <laughs> yesterday, his play yesterday was not bad. The three, the three catches for 22 yards was not because he played bad. The three catches for 22 yards was because you can add up, if you add in the penalty yards, he had over 100 yards yesterday. Right. Right. Uh, if you, if, if, if Baker Mayfield, you know, throws the ball where he can catch it and not throw it behind him, where yeah, two Pro Bowl that. corners are right behind him, who he beat, right? He has, he has over 150 yards yesterday, right? But he played well enough to get, three first downs off of PI and holding calls. And, uh, you know, if, if, if Baker is 
if, if, if Baker gets him the ball where he can catch it, right, where he's not, where he's not being trailed by two guys who are Pro Bowl corners, right, where if, uh, against any other – any average corner, he probably could have made that play, right? Uh, yeah, D, yeah, D-Hop uh, had 14 catchers the other, uh, the other day with 150 yards. You know, what Pro Bowl corner was he playing against? Richard Sherman, who was who was half of what he used to be. That's what I'm saying. But uh, I was, Baker Mayfield ain't got it to me. We're talking about. I feel like D Hop has had at least good talent throwing him the ball, finding zones, reading zones, knowing where the holes are to put the ball in the right the, spot. The last, the last two years, he had four strings. Yeah, the last two years, but but the years before that he didn't. The last two years, yeah. Yeah, four quarterbacks in one season do that. And was that a productive season? And I know it's only one oh, season, but there are the day, so he's capable of doing it. Now, I'm not saying he's still able to do it to this day, but like, it just raises the bar. Every yeah, athlete, yeah, 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 yeah. It's also yeah, like, a significant thing that just says, you know what? Y'all got to do this now. Y'all got it. Like, like point guard scoring 50 points. If you ain't scoring 50 points yeah. at least once or twice in your season nowadays, you're not an elite yeah. point guard no more. I, know. Uh, I, like, I, I, I understand that. that. I understand that. I understand that. But also, too, also, too. Also, too, D-Hop is a different receiver than what Odell is. Uh, the things that Odell can do, D-Hop can never do. You know what I'm saying? The things that Odell can do, D-Hop can never do. The things that D-Hop can do, Odell can probably never do. Um, you know, as far as contested catches that and stuff like sense. that. Um, so, you know, so, so, so you have that there. I really felt like he went down to Cleveland but, but, for his But career. the people that are making those – Ghost Sedation. Even with uh, Jarvis Landry, his boy coming over there, you still couldn't have thought that y'all was going to do nothing. Even in the division. Y'all got to win an easy division. Wait. Besides the Browns. I mean, the the Browns. I mean, the Bengals. Besides the Bengals. I mean, I don't yeah. – I don't I don't ever see that. Bro, Oakland Raiders, Randy Moss. Keep that in mind. He's not yeah. dead. They thought he did, but I guarantee you, he's going to do the exact same thing Randy Moss Quarterbacks don't see him. They're going to deal with his stuff. He's going to get his, get his opportunity. I mean, he did okay <laughs> up until he went got with Tom Brady and did way better. So, it was yeah. like. Yeah, but I, I think I think, I think think Odell will be fine this year. Uh, don't be surprised if he if he has yeah. over 1,000 yards of receiving this year. Probably over 1,200 yards receiving this year. Uh, you know, I think I think he and Jarvis would be fine in this offense. Uh, so uh, transitioning, transitioning off of uh, Odell and the Browns. So here's a stat for you, Christian. Uh, and I'm kind of yeah. like toss, tossing this up to you and uh, Sedacious. Uh, so most wins by a quarterback since 2016. I talked to Sedacious about this stuff. I'm just give it to you. Yeah, I'm just say something. Uh, yeah, most wins by a quarterback since 2016. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady, 47. Russell Wilson, 41. Mm -hmm. Drew Brees, 40. Now, I'm not done. Don't talk yet. Don't talk yet. So, what do all three of those quarterbacks have in common? Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. 
The other person on that list for most wins by a quarterback since 2016 is Dak Prescott with 40 wins. Mm-hmm. If you put all of, if you put those names together and you look at Dak Prescott, you would be like, I still don't feel like he in the class of another those those uh quarterbacks, uh Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, and Drew Brees. So, as a diehard Cowboy fan, being that sedacious is, mm-hmm. well, more of that being a fan, but sedacious no football too, and you being a coach. What is the hangup with either just the Dallas Cowboys as a whole or Dak Prescott as uh, the quarterback of their franchise? Uh, I, I would say I would say uh, the the lack of him having a Super Bowl in that in that time span has more to do with the with the franchise, not with him. Um, but but well, okay okay well I, I would say a combination of the two but also that 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 Prescott is not Tom Brady he's not Russell Wilson definitely um, nor nor is he Drew Brees um, but uh, you you don't you don't get forty wins um, with you know in that same time span um, even with the team that he had with a Blake Bortles or with a Derek Carr. Right, um, you know he or Mitchell Trubisky. He's not. Um, he's he's not. You know, Hall of Fame. Um, but but he's you know he's he's not ter- a terrible quarterback. Do you think possibly uh, so, with a good coach? And I get this is sedacious, and you just piggy off of the Christian. Do you think mm-hmm. possibly with a good coach or a decent offense? Uh, well, they have a Super Bowl winning coach now. Do you think he could possibly win a Super Bowl sedacious? Or do you think Dak Prescott is just not the guy to win your Super Bowl, regardless of what system or what coaches or players he have around? I'm not gonna lie to you. The way that Dak plays to me, I feel like what he's missing to go all the way is a solid defense. Because if we have a solid defense to erase his minimal fuck ups, then I think he's perfect. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We got the defense. To erase those little bit of fuck ups, he don't fuck up. He takes care of the ball. He drives the ball downfield. He tries not to really throw too many interceptions. He don't ever fumble the ball. So I mean, that's that's the only thing. I think all we're missing is Jerry Jones focusing on the defensive side of the ball instead of the offensive highlighters. And that's that's my take on it. That's just really how I feel. Because Dak is pressured. His he he's pressured to do, in my mind, he's pressured to do amazing things because, I mean, like, as a quarterback, when you ain't got a good defense, you, you really put the whole entire thing on your shoulders. And sometimes that can cause you to make bad decisions. Sometimes that can cause you to look not as elite as you should look. And, yeah, that's it. That's how I feel about it. That is good. Do you, think, do you think Dak really ain't that guy? Or maybe he could be that guy, Christian? Um... I think I think he's definitely a quarterback that, that uh, team could win a Super Bowl with. Um, I don't necessarily think the defense has been that bad. I'm trying to pull up right now what the defense ranking has been over the past few years. Um, this is Daryl Morey. <laughs> he Daryl Morey of Rockets. But I'll try to find it. But but I'm saying so. So this year, this year, 
this year their defense is going to actually be pretty good. Um, they don't have a great secondary, um, though their corners will be okay. Um, they don't have good safeties right now. Uh, but um, the, de the defense actually will be pretty good. The defense is, is fine. The front seven is, okay, you is said, pretty you said good. We'll have good defense, but our corner will be shaky. So that means if the front seven. No, I think I think they're good. I think they're. I think your corners are good. So you I think you have big plus rookie, corners. The rookie and Shadobi Owuzie will be enough. And yeah, I, I think they're fine. I think, I think. I think I think they're fine. I think your safety play is not. I, I is think not without not without Byron without Byron Jones, everyone has to prove themselves besides Xavier Woods. Yeah, but I because think I think they're fine. Uh, I mean, they Nathan they did. They just moved Leighton Van Der Esch over the middle linebacker. He's out for a concussion. I mean, for a collarbone. So now Jalen Smith yeah, has be out for a while. relearn middle linebacker. And I'm, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what to think about that. Because I mean, has Jalen Smith been trying to learn weak side and now has to adjust back to middle? And who's coming yeah, but, off the bench? But his talent, his talent. His talent is is fine. I mean, I, I don't I don't think that, that that the play will drop as much as, as what you think. Uh, I think they did fine after uh, after Leighton Van Ash got hurt during the game. Um, uh, the whoever the, his backup was who came in, they they did fine. The Rams Thomas, offense they, uh, they wasn't wasn't that dynamic, huh? They attacked Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is now the liability on our defense. So Drew Brees, when it comes time. It's going to put the ball over his head because that's all he does. Jalen Smith as well. Jalen Smith is mm -hmm. a liability when it comes to the running back flanking out or the running back hitting that little comeback in route or if they motion the running back out. They are, yeah, but your, they are but your, but your pass rush, but your pass rush will be fine. Okay, the, the, de the, defense, the defense that you guys have is not going to be a top five defense, but it'll be a top 12. A top 12 defense is not, is not what's – it, you know, having a top 12 defense is not going to keep you from, from, uh, from, especially with a quarterback like Dak, it's not going to keep you from, from not winning a Super Bowl. It would be uh, having a conservative offensive game plan like, like what they did this past game. Uh, it would be, you know, running forward on third and six uh, when you're down in the fourth quarter uh, and then going forward on fourth and three uh, when you're down by three in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, little things like that. Um, you know, um, not passing enough on first down. Um, you know, he was he was uh, eleven of twelve on first down passes yesterday, and they uh, out of out of thirty out of twenty nine uh, first down plays, they ran the ball seventeen times. So, right? are you saying it's you know the play calling? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, just the game plan. Period. You know, the game plan. Period. The more the more aggressive that they that they can try to be, the the better. Um, so you, do you think the game plan is to feed Zeke or to get that comfortable? I think I think the game plan that they played with on on Sunday was to um, use the run to open up the pass. No, uh, was to uh, just get a W. That's that's all it was. Hey, let's just get to the end of the game and and have more points than they do. Where, other than, hey, let's just get let's get to the end zone as many times as we can, right? Um, you know, uh, uh, as as a as a coach putting putting together offensive game plans, I've done that before. 
I've, I've gone into games um, thinking, man, sure, we can score 50. Let's just, I don't care what we're doing, let's, let's get to the end zone. I have, I've had other games where it's like, hey, uh, I'm not confident in our defense being able to stop them, or, or I'm not confident in, in our ability just to go up and down the field on these guys. Let's just make sure by the end of the game that we're in a position where we can try to, you know, have win the game. Have a chance to win. Yeah, and so and let's let's not put ourselves in a position where we get down early and we can't, you know, go through the game plan. So, um, uh, so you do have that happen sometimes um, as a coach, but I don't think that the the LA Rams is the team that you need to be worried about with that type of game plan. I don't think that their defense is that great to where you're like, oh, we can't score on these guys. I don't think that their offense is that great where, you know, this is not the 2018 uh, uh, Rams or the 2017 Rams that were averaging 30 points a game. They're not going to do that this year. Um, you know, they're going to average 22, 23, 24 uh, points a game. Um, they're, they're not the same firepower. So uh, to, to, to see them come out like that week one, it scares me. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, McCarthy got fired for a reason. Maybe he wasn't the reason that they that they got the Super Bowl. You know, maybe he was alone for the ride like everybody else was. I don't know. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, but but the defense that you guys have this year, from what I saw last night or the other night, um, that that's a defense that's good enough to get with the offensive power that you guys have to get you to a Super Bowl. What you do need, though, is a, is a, a tight end to replace Leighton Vanderash because the guy that, that, no, that uh, about, came in after uh, him. Somebody gather. Oh, you talking about linebacker? Are you talking about no, 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 no. I was talking, talking about, uh, uh, about uh, Blake Jarwin, yeah, uh, Blake the Jarwin. tight end. You're talking yeah. about Dalton Schultz, some, so you don't like Dalton Schultz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you need somebody to replace uh, Blake Jarwin because uh, Schultz ain't got it. Yeah, that was a bad – that was a big loss for us. Yeah, Schultz uh, ain't got it. So. I'm not about it. So yeah, uh, so you get some you get some tight end play, you guys will be all right. And then hey. Sean Lee is on IR. What's up, Pucha? Uh, what's up? Yeah, all right. So <laughs> now, uh, so obviously trying to figure out what, what the uh, what the Cowboys is going to do is always a uh, always a major topic. We're in going the NFL. to Super Bowl, bro. What you talking about? <laughs> every year, every, every, every year. Yeah. Hey, you know what's funny? This guy I work with, this guy I work with, is a Cowboys fan, right? He was like, he was, I was, you know, talking to him another day right before, you know, uh, the season starting. And I was like, hey, man, excited football's back. He's like, man, you know, I know every year for me, it's like 17 weeks of Christmas. And I was like, man, as a Cowboys, as a Cowboys fan, you're right. Because it would never be 20 weeks. It's only 17. You don't get Hey, man, so look, I, uh, like I was saying, man, uh, I was trying to figure out what the Cowboys going to do is a big deal. But trying to figure out this season what Tom Brady is going to do out there in Florida, him being a Florida boy. Uh, just real quick, go around, uh, starting with you, uh, Darnell, like what do you anticipate Tom Brady doing now that he's not under that Bill Belichick Patriots uh, umbrella? He's going to, I feel like he's going to react like any great athlete like LeBron or Kobe. Mm. He's going to start off a little slow, maybe, a little lack of days. He's just a little chilling. He's going to get his stats. The ability to have a winning record is going to fall on the team rather than him leading. 
I will say that for sure. He's going to do Tom Brady all damn day. But the win percentage is on the team at this point. It's not going to be on his shoulders anymore. Like, nobody in this world should be looking at a 42, 43-year-old to be trying to win them game. You should not. That's just, that's just not smart. Like, no. You got to actually, like, you know, we got to work. You got Evans over here. You got Godwin over here. Evans a little hurt, but he's, he's getting there. Yes, he played. You know, you got weapons out there. You got Leonard Fournette, who I'm a little, little skeptical on, but yet – if you use him right, it can be very damaging. Yeah, you, it's just like you can't just be out there like pounding him like they've been doing. You gotta literally like, like use him like like art, like seriously, because he's so injury prone. You do not want to risk it. He can either be the best thing you have for your team or the worst, in my opinion. A waste of space, or he can be the biggest thing you got. He's all yeah. about him. So I feel like Tom Brady is actually gonna be okay, but just on more of a I'm getting minds what y'all trying to do. That's fair enough. I started laughing when you That's said Leonard Fournette because uh, it dawned on me that uh, Christian team is the Jags and they got rid of Leonard Fournette. Uh, but no, nah, man, uh, kind of picking back off you, D. I do. I'm bad, man. But you know, you know, the, you know the worries of it. I uh, I look at. I mean, as y'all feel like around my border, like I got uh, Tom Brady, but uh, I look at Tom Brady in the form of LeBron, just in terms of like productivity longevity and productivity, right? A lot of times, like, because I was, we was watching a football game yesterday, and I was, like, talking to the Dice. I'm like, bro, why the fuck is Ben Roethlisberger still out there? <laughs> and so that's like, oh, I think he still got it. <laughs> um, but, like, a player like Tom Brady, the reason I put him, uh, you know, look at him like how LeBron is being in the NBA is just, like, his aura, his his superstardom, like, his uh, his uh him being so, you know, a proven winner, I believe – I don't know how long it's going to take. Uh, and maybe even if they would have won, that wouldn't have not meant much either with them losing. But I'm trusting that, like, the Tom Brady, the aura of Tom Brady is going to, like, rally those guys and they're going to be like, will. yo, will. yo. Exactly. Hey, like, this is this dude's tour. Like, you know, like, when a player comes over to a new team and it's like, yo, we're rallying around you because we want you to prove motherfuckers wrong. Like, I, everybody in the Tampa Bay locker room should be feeling like, yo, them niggas think you can't do it without the Patriots. They think you can't do it without Bill. We got your back. We got your back. Who got your back? I got your back. So, like, that's yeah, what I'm expecting to happen for the Buccaneers, which will then turn, you know, which, which, which will then amplify, like, how amplify even more how great Tom Brady is. People always talk about, like, yo, even again, the comparison to LeBron, you know, LeBron gets to the finals. It's like, yo, who is on LeBron team other than LeBron? You know, like, who is on the uh, Patriots offense, his receiving core for the most part? Like, it's like, it seems like Tom Brady don't need a lot, and he still has, you know, such a proven track record. But now you give him, you know, the Evans, the good ones, and you surrounding him around, you know, uh, really talented receivers. It's like, y'all got that motherfucker some help, yo. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like all of that encompassing around Tom Brady, I'm expecting them. I'm, I don't know if I'm saying expect. I'm probably low key, like, rooting to be on that. I'm rooting for him to, like, like, (laughs) damn, this nigga got like, how, Sway? Like, how? But I understand you got to trust the process. (laughs) So, if they didn't, 
go far or whatever or had like a bad injury to somebody that kind of like rattled the offense like I was like I got to charge to the game but because I know he don't have that much long left like I want him to get it now but yeah I'm I'm, I'm rooting for him and I expect the, the Buccaneers to really rally around that boy and uh, amplify his greatness this season. Um, even back to piggyback off you bro uh, I would call the Buccaneers right now out of the AFC South, but that Saints game got me a little skeptical. So I'm gonna have to hold it. But I was thinking that Tom Brady was gonna come to the AFC, the NF, NFC South, NFC South, and just wreck shop. But they played the South, they played the Saints, and I don't know, man. It's, it's bro, something else to consider. Like some of these games are like boys, like preseason, like getting the field. Oh, yeah. Cause like right. I can only imagine like how much like really like grinding to the pavement practice you was able to do like considering COVID to a certain degree. Uh, but yeah, yeah. X's and O's. What are the Buccaneers gonna do, Coach Johnson? <laughs> what is Tom Brady gonna do? Seven and nine this year. So uh, I, 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 I hate I hate to pump the brakes. So Tom Tom Brady is not going to be Super Bowl time this year. Um, it, it has less to do with with his lack of ability, uh, and more to do with the type of offense that he's in, and what it takes to to be a quarterback in this offense. I know, uh, Sedacious, uh, you and I were talking uh, yesterday. We we're talking. Uh, I forgot what quarterback we we're talking about. Um, but uh, I was I was telling I was saying something about about the offense that that quarterback is in and how they provide the answers for him on the field. Um, this offense does not do that. This offense does not just provide answers all over the field. It does not scheme guys open all all day. Um, you know there are going to be times where uh, the play is called. No matter what the defense is, we're running that play, and you know, hey, if if it's, if no one's wide open. You find somebody and you throw it up and give them a chance, right? And Tom is not used to that. Tom is used to um, uh, one of the best offensive minds uh, that he had in, uh, in New England uh, always giving him answers uh, to the test throughout the game. Uh, and um, and well, because of that, whenever it was like, okay, hey, we're trying to, we're trying to go here. Okay, that's not open. Okay, here, here, here's my cheat sheet over here in the flat. Or here's mm -hmm. my cheat sheet over here, da, 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 right? Uh, he's not going to get that right now. So do I think he can play in this offense? Yes, he can play in this offense. We've seen other people do it and, and do it well and do it at a high level. I think he does have that ability. I just don't think it will be this year. Also, too, the Saints have one of the best rosters um, in the league. They're going to be one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, and so, uh, you know, to, to judge him yeah. just off of the Saints game, is is kind of rough because they're going to make a lot of people look bad, um, but you know, but they, they they have a good defense over there. Um, I think Todd Bowles is a great defensive coordinator. Uh, they have a good defense, so they're going to keep him in games. Uh, but I don't think that we should expect him to be the goat this year. He's just going to be a, a good quarterback, struggling along, you know, scoring twenty four points a game, you know, that's throwing twenty five touchdowns. That's so uh, before we get out of here, uh, one last thing, hot topic, hot take um, in the NFL. Uh, try to wrap it up. We got about like 10 more minutes uh, before we have to try to get out of here. Stay within time. So 
in the NBA, you can look at a player and say, yo, that boy coming. Devin Booker, he's already arrived. He just needs to be on another team. In the NBA, you can see a player say, that boy coming. So much so that you can't stop him. Like, you can't stop his rise when he reaches a certain peak. Like, you just can't stop it. Like, he's ascending to heights we don't know. Patrick Mahomes, 24 or 25? Mm -hmm. 24 or 25. Already has a Super Bowl. That seems like a recipe or your team hasn't changed that much from last year to be like, yo, the motherfuckers probably going to win again. Or Patrick Mahomes on top of, you know, like the big-ass contract he signed, it being a situation of like, yo, he could be up there with Brady or six or so. Sedacious believes, we talked about this, that in the NFL, and just correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm, you know, putting words in your mind, but in the NFL, once motherfuckers see that you coming, or see that like you ascending, that following season, it's like, nah, this shit ain't gonna happen again. Sorry, buddy. So Sedacious told me that he feels like, I don't think you're necessarily saying that like the Chiefs ain't gonna be good or defenses are just gonna completely like whoop the shit out of Patrick Mahomes, but you're just saying like you don't feel like he's gonna ball out of control because you feel like teams already know yo, we can't play around with him. He's the Super Bowl champion at this point. Like, let's, like, not bullshit and, like, really get on his – and, like, really hone in on him defensive scheme-wise. Yeah, so, I feel like a really good defensive mind will get that one game that eliminates them. You know what I'm saying? Let's say they do wash the whole league, right, and we get into the playoffs. I feel like a, a good enough defensive mind could scheme something to where they ruin the Chiefs' plan. So yeah, I mean, I've seen it happen time and time again. But who 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 would that be in the in the AFC? Who would that be in the AFC? You know who it would be. I don't know. I feel I feel like the Ravens could give them a go, if anything. I feel like John Harbaugh and them boys over there could, if anybody. Do you do you we'll, we'll how do you how do you how do you I'm sorry, what you just saying, Christian? I was. We'll find out soon. I think they play week three, uh, the Ravens and the uh, and the Chiefs. I just, I, I just don't, I don't see. Um, not, not, not that uh, that that uh, that there's no uh, defensive mind that could that could try to mitigate his greatness or or stop him, uh, but there's just too much in his favor. The the offensive weapons that he has. Now, now with a running back, the offensive line, one of the best in the league, and then the offensive mind that he has, Andy Reid mm-hmm. and um, and uh, 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 dang, what's my guy, uh, the the assistant coach, uh, Eric Bieniemy, uh, behind him, you know. So you believe they'll go back? I, I don't. Is it I don't safe know. to say that it goes to of the gridiron? Say it again. Oh. Is it safe to say that the Golden State of the gridiron to begin with? Uh, pretty that much. I mean, right now, I mean, they, dynasty mode. I don't. I don't know. Dynasty mode because it's so. I don't. I don't necessarily think so. I don't necessarily think so because it's so hard to win a Super Bowl. Dynasty mode, Golden State, but build of going like like talent, talent, and you get so you get so blinded by all that talent, so you forget that no, they're actually skilled with talent, with confidence, with no give up. 
Like that combination of all that stuff gives them that ability to win. Not just, oh, he's a good quarterback. Like, no, we've been down 21 yeah, they, points they, several they, times they, in the playoffs, and we managed yeah, to come they, back. They got like, it. It's more than just, oh, I'm a good quarterback. They got it here too. Yeah, they, they they got it all. But but to to say that you know could could he go his career and not win another Super Bowl? Yeah, that's that's, that's I mean he, that might happen uh, because it's so hard to win a Super Bowl. It's so hard to 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 uh, to win games in football. All right, you got to have twenty two. You got to have all these different pieces that are moving in the same direction. Uh, where basketball is less pieces that have to deal with, uh, and so um, you know. Uh, yeah, he might be able to, to score 45 points, but if his defense can't keep the other team from scoring 46, you know, he they can lose. So, uh, you know, uh, which which I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens were one of those teams to to knock them off, but not by holding, you know, Patrick Mahomes and them to, to 27 points, but <laughs> just outscoring them, which I think they, they have they have the problem. Let's talk about something. Go ahead. Those two remind me of the Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. You got mm-hmm. one player mm-hmm. who's so dominant and so that's a good comparison. Good, that's a good comparison. And he just carries that team, and then you got that one player who's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm like Steph Curry. Yeah, I'm a leader or whatever." But yet, I got this whole spawn of weapons around me who just make me look better than what I really am. Yeah, I am talented, but it's gonna make me look like this super duper unstoppable quarterback. I got Kelsey at tight end. I got Hill over here. I got. Watkins over here, like, you know what I mean? So I, it's just yeah. funny how I just thought about that right now. And that's like, at the end of the day, it just depends on who's wanting more, who's going to actually step up to the plate when those two teams play, like, in my yeah. opinion. Somebody's yeah, going to find a way to neutralize it. Yeah, like, I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily call the Ravens the Rockets uh, because I think that there's much more talent. The way they lost, the, yeah. <laughs> the way they lost kind of reminds me of the Rockets. Right. Hold on. All right, hold on, y'all. Before we sign out, uh, Isaac about to get back in here, and uh, we're going to get in the last words, and then we're going to sign out real quick. Okay. Uh, wrap up the first. Yeah, uh, uh, just a little sidebar, but now uh, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, the way they dominate throughout the, the regular season. Oh, gotcha. Like, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Like that. Yeah, games, yeah. and they just got smacked yeah. down. It was like, ooh. What happened yeah. to all that? You know, high power y'all had. Like, I got smacked down yeah. to, to, to the ground. Yeah, they're going to have to figure so it out. Gonna have to, yeah, you're right, you're right. They're going to have to figure it out this year. Isaac is on. <laughs> Yo, easy. Oh, Isaac. So we about to we about to wrap we about to wrap up, bro. But we gonna give you the last words before we sign out. So what you miss with football? The two hottest takes. Uh, well, first, briefly, because we about to wrap. How do you feel? Uh, what are your expectations of Tom Brady and the Bucks? And then we are gonna get into the next hot topic. Um, I don't expect the Bucks to win that division because they are in a division. Um with Drew Brees, so I don't expect them to win it, but I do expect them to go somewhere along the lines of 11-5 and five or to a tune of 12-4, and four. and I can see them, um, I don't know, man, they, they 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 viable, man. When you got Tom Brady and them weapons, I just feel like you viable. You, you always live, man. You live for the Super Bowl. I won't say, I don't know if they'll be, you know, representing the NFC for the Super Bowl, man, because I feel like I feel like my boy Russell Wilson may have something to say about it. And I also feel like um, in addition to them, you know, I, man, the Saints have been marching in for, for far too long not to get in there, man. There's <laughs> been a lot of stuff happening to them, man. I feel for Saints fans all over, man. But they've definitely, uh, you know, one of three picks that I would have coming out of 
coming out of uh, the NFC. But I know that that ain't ain't nothing hot. But yeah, I got them going <laughs> 11 and 5, 12 and 4. All right, so uh, that's that's Isaac's take on Tom Brady and the Bucks this season. So next topic, hot topic, before we close, will Patrick Mahomes show his naked ass for a second straight year, or will teams zone in on that and slightly bring that shit to a halt? It may not be in a regular season, but do you feel like there's somebody out there that in the playoffs can kind of hone in on that and say, we can we can put a defensive scheme to stop y'all for one game to stop y'all from getting to the Super Bowl? Or do you think this um, they still going to be unstoppable this season? Hey, I, I think uh, – hold on, hold on, hold on. Isaac, before, before, before you uh, answer that, I think Darnell was trying to make a very good point. This would be for the third season. Oh. Because he, did, he did win the MVP two years ago, and then he did come back again the next year and show out. So – 50 touchdowns. Oh, man. Um, I, I believe the young man is unschemable. Um, there is no – you can't scheme against Patrick Mahomes. Your only hope is to quite literally try to just slow him down, right? So, I mean, what you going to do, go man up against Hill, Kelsey, and and, and Watkins and get hit over the head? Because you're going to get beat. One of those three, if, I, if I'm if i betting my money, Every time. I have one of one of those three guys are going to beat you one play more than the other. Like, it, you just pick your poison, and, right? And, it, and, and if, if not that, you don't you don't have a fourth guy that can cover McCole Harmon. You don't have a fourth guy that can don't. cover Clyde Edwards-Lair. You don't have a fourth guy that can cover Denard Robinson. It's, it's just, he just, he had, he's a kid in a candy store. He literally has a weapon at every position. So it's literally any, mini, mighty, mo. So it's, you know, it's, <laughs> like it's death by choice. Well, you know how you want so, he goes, so he goes back to the Super Bowl. Man, I, I, I don't. I, I feel like Lamar will take a step. I need to hear you grown men say that he's going back to the Super Bowl. All this no, is going not. If nah, y'all don't feel like I, he's going I, back I, to the Super Bowl. Not necessarily. We're just saying he's he not going to get slowed down. Man. Yeah. The question is. Yes or no. Yes or no. The question is, does he repeat and win another Super Bowl? That's your question, right? <laughs> Fair. That's, that that's wasn't serious. the question. That, that wasn't the question. Was, was, the, 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 the premise of the question is, yes, does. does he have another yes, he great season? Whether you want Hell to yeah. This shit is here to stay. This shit is here to stay. This is as advertised. It's as good as you think it is. When the talent, when the God-given ability, because it, in my opinion, I thought I would never see another quarterback with the arm talent like Aaron Rodgers had possessed. But once I saw Patrick Mahomes, I was just like, man, this is like A-Rod, but this is like, a, a you know, A-Rod 2.0. Like, he might be a yeah. little faster. It might be the slightly quicker twitch on the, you know, on the football. And, I mean, and the man's touch down the field is amazing. His accuracy is nice. He gambles. He takes chances because he has the arm talent to do so, man. I believe, man, Patrick Mahomes is the new standard of what great quarterbacking is in the league. And we just should come to appreciate it because it's going to be the new norm. It's going to be him and then it's going to be, you know, everybody else. Because the man, you can't deny the talent. And then when you accompany that you accompany that, excuse me, with the weapons that they have in a great organization that's able to draft and who actually calls their star player, unlike some organizations that I know, and gets feedback on, hey, man, Pat, who would you like to pick in the first round? Hey, I like Clyde right here. Okay. And they pull the trigger on it, you know. So, I mean, that was a breath of fresh air to me. So, I, I, Patrick Mahomes is here to say, man, this is it's that new shit. Yeah, it's one of them. 
Yo, that was a beautiful take, beautiful way to sign us out, Isaac. Yo, fellas, we wrapped up the first podcast, one of many, many, many more to go. Does he repeat? That's what I'm going to call it. They going to call it same, but does he repeat? Does he repeat? Yo, man, but uh, appreciate y'all listening, man. Please tune back in, uh, comment, uh, retweet, like, you know, our takes that we post and we put up. Um, definitely show love. Um, Yo, I'm Edward Emacs Stacks, as y'all may know me. Uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. I got my brother Christian over here, Coach Christian, Thrasher with the shirt on, my brother Sedacious, uh, the black version of Scott Van Pelt, uh, my brother Darnell, and my brother Izzy yeah. just gave us the great <laughs> gave us the great tape on uh, the Chiefs. He said that shit here to stay. We are here to stay, even though we still don't have a podcast name. But you, you bet your last dollar you're going to see us next week. We signing out. Appreciate y'all. Holla at y'all next week.